Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Pick and Play podcast. Today we're going to be breaking down the NBA, what we know, what we think, what we're beginning to think. And as always, we couldn't break down the NBA without Leo. How you doing? I'm good, man. The Rockets broke my heart last night. They broke my wallet a little bit, but other than that, I'm good. My wallet is in shambles, and let's let's jump right into it. Uh, a couple things that uh, first two or three days from in the bubble, um, we saw the top-ranked seeds take care of business. Now, as they've locked up the one seeds, locked up two seeds, kind of setting themselves apart about which part of the bracket uh, they're going to be relegated to, we're starting to see everything shift back into the great unknown that is the NBA season. Um, the uh, Most notably, we got the first sign that that was happening, um, I really think, on Monday. Uh, on Monday, there were just a bunch of really weird games that kind of came out um i th- i think in, in an interesting direction we saw denver lose to oklahoma city oh no sorry denver beat oklahoma city in overtime uh oklahoma city kind of find themselves relegated back to the middle of the pack um we saw How about m- michael porter jr in that game with the 37 with, career high with 37 and we're starting to see some random players jump up uh, I, I don't know where the rhyme or reason is, but we are just seeing it kind of kind of fluctuate a bit from where we thought. Um, uh, you know, the t- uh, War TJ Warren scoring a whole bunch of points. Uh, was it fifty? TJ Warren. He looks like he wants MVP. Yeah, fifty-two one day, thirty-four the next. You know, the Indiana Pacers on Monday take care of Washington. Um, New Orleans jumps back and thumps Memphis. Uh, so let's start with Memphis. Um, haven't gotten a win inside this bubble may now have completely pushed themselves out what what do you make of memphis was this a a team that got hot and now we've hit the bubble and we've reset a little bit uh it looks like memphis is going to be san antonio and portland aren't backing down new orleans just got a much needed win against them can memphis hold on to the eight seed i don't know man they don't look that good honestly I watched their game uh, against the Pelicans a couple nights ago, and I was really looking forward to them kind of putting the pressure on the Pelicans and taking a little bit of control of that eighth seed, but I didn't see that. It came out kind of flat, and you kind of saw that they were missing some offense. They're they're about an offensive piece away from being a real, you know, a, a serious team in the West. Uh, yeah, and that's kind of where I'm seeing they've lost four in a row now, three inside the bubble, one outside. Uh, with Portland streaming up behind them, I'm not sure. If, I, I'm pretty confident. Portland conf- looks good. Portland looks. going to win that eighth seed. I believe Portland will win the eighth seed and have to fend anyone else off. And I think we're going to get a Portland Lakers round one. Uh, we'll get into that when we get closer. But uh, I, right now, Memphis in or out? Out. Uh, I do think that they'll probably make it to the playing game, but. I don't think that they're going to make it to the, uh, the to the playoffs this year. They're just missing a little firepower. I, you know, if, if Jaw isn't going, it's tough for them to score. And you need to be able to score points in this league. Yes, you do, especially in these abbreviated games. Right now, um... They're relying on, like, Dylan Brooks to, you know, to get hot. And I like Dylan Brooks, good player, but... I don't it, see... 
I, I think it, we could be leg- like here's the next five games. I'm going to say that Memphis not only is out but does not make the play-in game. Um, their final five games are Utah, OKC, Toronto, Boston, Milwaukee. Um, they can pray that Milwaukee rests all their starters in that last game, and then they have a chance. Um, but uh, those are the five games left, and they're 0-3 going into them. I think that the Memphis Grizzlies go 0-3. At, at least they lose five of those games. I think Memphis is is out-out. You think that they're not even going to play in? No, I, I, I just don't see it. I, I'm... You know, they're going to have, they have five games coming up. Like I said, they're playing tomorrow. Uh, they play, what is it? Today, they're going to play Utah. If you don't beat Utah, you're going to go Oklahoma City, Toronto, Boston, Milwaukee. Uh, who's, right now, who is Memphis beating out of that list of five? Give me two potential wins and why. Uh, I, you're right. Uh, they might not get a win in there. So, you, do you think they can hold on to a two-game lead going 0-5? No, no, they, I think you're right. I think they may, they may fall out. Um, you know, when looking at the schedule and looking at the games now, it, it's going to be tough for them, and that's tough. Going into the bubble, I thought that they were a lock to at least play into the playing game, but... It's looking like they may fall out now. Uh, I I thought the same thing. I think we're going to get Portland, and then I wouldn't be surprised if the playing game San Antonio squeakily, you know, sneaking yeah. in because that's what fucking San Antonio does. All right, moving on from Memphis, who I I'm considering dead and buried. Uh, we nothing's changed from Philadelphia. It's astounding to me that. Uh, and, and I think I, I called it out. We got all those hype videos of uh, um, Ben Simmons shooting threes, and then he, he's just a complete non-factor in these games. Um, Joel Embiid is dominating, absolutely dominating. Uh, he's 24 points a game. Ben Simmons is averaging 16 points a game. This fit is not working. As we've turned into the playoffs, uh, they have no defense for whatever reason. They beat uh, San Antonio on Monday by two points. I don't know how San hey, Antonio. No, hold on, hold on, hold on a second. The last episode we had, you shit on your boy Shake Milton a little bit. He comes back against the Spurs, hits the game winner. How do you feel? I think I, I, I think I'm getting into it. I think that Philly's roster sucks. I think if Shake Milton is playing <laughs> fucking meaningful minutes to get with for you. I think you're in fucking trouble. Um, I think we saw that when Embiid got furious at him. Now you hit a shot in the game. C- congrats. I just... The, the shot. The, the shot. shot. I, I just don't... I look at it and go, you know, how the fuck did you let Ant- San Antonio score 130 points? That's the thing that alarms me. I, I don't... I'm not looking and going, man, the Philadelphia needs more offense. I don't care if you hit the last shot. What are you giving them defensively? I don't know that this team... I'm not even sure... I'll tell you, the 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 over-under was 227. They scored 35 more points than the over-under. Did not even go to overtime. I'm, I, I, I don't even know what to make of Philadelphia. They're a huge, long team that should be really, really good defensively. And they're not. So, look... I, I want to be a Philly fan, but they are they're making it 
difficult. I don't even know where you, where to start with this team. I don't give a fuck about Shake Milton because he makes one basket. I wanted him to lose. You give up 130 in regulation of Spurs, you deserve to lose three times in a row. So I, I, I have not changed my point. Congrats on making the shot. Someone had to take it. Uh, but I, I see nothing from this team. Any chance Philadelphia can turn it around uh, somewhere magically, I, I, I just don't see it. No, I, <clears throat> excuse me. I think that this is who Philadelphia is, really. You know, they're, they're not a consistent team. Uh, sometimes they look great. Sometimes they look a little shaky. Uh, so, I, you know, with Philly, I kind of actually hope that they stay in the spot that they're in right now. Uh, if everything stays the way it is right now in the Eastern Conference, we'd get a Boston-Philly first-round matchup. That's I'd fun. love to see that. Yeah, that's fun. And, and Philly's going to finish out. There's going to be some good opportunities to bet on Philly. But understand, if they don't make your money in the next in the next game, which will be later today, uh, we'll get into our spreads for today later. I, I just I think you got to throw them in the scrap heap and go. I can't bet on them. Can't bet against them. And there are some teams in every league where you look. I just can't bet on them and I can't bet against them because I have no fucking clue what I'm getting night in night out. And I think that's what you're going to get with Philly. Those teams never win championships. They're normally easy bounces. They they have some kind of early bounce uh, where you don't expect it because and the real thing is it comes down to they just don't have the heart. That's why they're so inconsistent. If they're feeling it one day, they come up, they show up, they do well. If they're not feeling the next, they're out. They normally lack heart, and that's what I think happens across Philadelphia. Um, the thing is, across a seven-game series, I could see that their length bothering a team you know, a little more than in just these random playing games. And you saw it last season. Uh, Philly, you know, the Philly looked good towards the end when it counted. Last season, they, they had... They were there, what, a shot away? Yeah, last season, they did have J.J. Redick and Jimmy Butler. They've They've... Uh, upgraded both those positions to shake Milton. So, um, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm out on them because of that. Uh, I talked to my cousin about this, and, and we kind of both came to the same conclusion. You go, how do you drop Jimmy Butler and J.J. Redick and add nobody? And then go, hey, we're going to get... Josh Richardson. I mean, he's not Jimmy Butler, but I wouldn't call him nobody either. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I just go, you downgraded both positions. And you expect to do better? Uh, I'm not seeing. It's not like Ben Simmons is now shooting threes, and you go, "Well, that's where we're going to get our shooting from." Um, Joel Embiid is still a dominant, dominant force. Uh, I'm just really disappointed in what I saw out of Philly coming out of the break. Um, so let's slide. Let's slide across. Uh, those are the those are the games that really jumped out at me. Um, the Lakers pulled it out against Utah. Utah floundering. Um, as they continue, they're trying to find their footing. So uh, let's flip over right now. Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is a freak. That's all I need to say yep. about that. Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is a freak. Uh, I, he and we were seeing LeBron find a better spot for him in the secondary role, and I think as they as they play and they get used to those, uh, they're going to settle in just fine. Uh, yesterday's games. This was when. The NBA kind of flipped itself on its head, in my opinion. We got uh, we got a really, just a different slate across the board. We open up with Milwaukee. Um, I don't know what happened in the game, but Milwaukee decided not to play any of their starters more than 16 minutes. 
Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo was the leading scorer with 16 from Milwaukee. Uh, he didn't play in almost all of the second quarter. He did not come back in the third or fourth. So he led the game basically playing for a quarter. Um, and then Milwaukee just kind of floated in the water. I guess there's they're, they're, they don't have... Um, then there's nowhere for them to go, so they're just kind of chilling. Uh, Brooklyn upsets them. Brooklyn was a 15 to one dog just to win the game. So if you had that, that's tough. Yeah, that's tough. I know a lot of people took Milwaukee thinking it was a layup. Well, I mean, this is where you get dangerous. These teams aren't going to tell you what their plan is. Giannis plays 15 minutes. The rest of their team, the rest of their starters play 15 minutes. You you just don't know. And, and you're yeah, I mean, it's a classic case of the Bucks knowing that they have the first seed locked up and saying, all right, well, we don't care now. We don't care. That could be every game the rest of the way. I really think the, uh, Milwaukee is a do-not-bet-on team. You could hit them right one night, but you could hit them wrong the next, and that's the end of it. They, and Milwaukee kind of is weird. They came into the bubble. They had a good game. Then they lose to the Rockets. And then they lose to Brooklyn, and they don't really play. I, I'm... I'm a little worried. Are are you now watching Milwaukee? Are you a little worried that the East is actually wide open compared to where we thought it was three weeks ago? I mean, I always think I, I considered the East wide open. I don't think it's a lock that Milwaukee makes the championship, although they are probably my pick to, to do so. Uh, but I'm not worried. Uh, they did lose to the Rockets. I mean... I've told you from the jump that I thought yep. the Rockets were dangerous, so that wasn't a shock to me. I'll apologize uh, for that. Uh, when it comes to the Nets and the Bucks, you know, Giannis plays 16 minutes. I'm, I'm not worried about that. Yeah, and 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 and, and I'm not saying that, but it, I I think in my brain something else happened after uh, we went through kind of most of Tuesday's slate. The Clippers lose to Phoenix on a game uh, game wizard ever game winning shot by Devin Booker, which was phenomenal. Devin Booker looking uh, that, like Kobe on that shot. That was phenomenal. Sacramento gives Dallas a run for their money. Dallas has to pull out a late win. Um, Indiana and Orlando went the way I thought it was. Miami and Boston get in a fight. Miami wins, and then Portland beats Houston. It really made me raise one question: What does it mean to be a deep team? in today's NBA. When I look at today's NBA, I see a lot of teams that have four great or good starters. And then there is the shelf is bare behind them. I know the Clippers are dealing with injuries, but I see it and I see it and you know, I see it on both LA teams, very limited depth, no depth in Dallas. Uh, Milwaukee plays its entire games with its backup, so I don't really think that's an issue. Uh, when I look at teams like Miami and Boston, I see their starters and nothing behind them. Um, and I think it, I think it even surfaced in the Portland and Houston game. So uh, does depth matter in today's NBA when we go to a playoff format? And, and what is depth today in the NBA? Well, I, I think there's two answers there. I think in the regular season, you know, when it's that long haul of 82 games, depth is very important. Because you don't want to put too many minutes on your star if you know that you're going to be fighting for a championship. Uh, you don't want to put too much mileage on those guys. And that's why we've seen lately so much of the load management talk. Like These teams know um, that they need to keep their stars fresh for when the, when the playoffs start. So uh, 
I think the, the, the two deep teams uh, that I have here, I have one for the Western Conference, I have one for the Eastern Conference. Um, in, the, uh, in the West, I, I like Denver. Uh, I think Denver is a deep team when healthy. Uh, they're a team that, you know, they have at least six uh, players that are averaging double figures for the year. And I think that that's important. In the playoffs, you, you normally see the shortened rotation. So the depth might not be as big of a deal, but you still need a solid seven to eight guys. You need seven to eight guys in the playoffs. And so uh, I, I think the Nuggets have that. And I also think in the Eastern Conference, the Raptors are that team. You know, the Raptors, they don't have all the flashy names. You know, they have Pascal Siakam. They have Lowry. We know who they are because they just won a championship. Uh, but they're deep top to bottom, man. They have at least, you know, six, seven, eight guys that can play uh, between Siakam, Lowry, Van Vliet, uh, Ibaka, Ananobi, Gasol. You know, they have guys. And uh, I think that'll be important in the playoffs, but, it, you know, it's not as important to have 10 guys in the playoffs. Uh, I think you need a good seven, eight. And I think, I, I think depth has changed in terms of what I pictured it as. Uh, I did picture depth as something where you can go 10 deep in the NBA, but I think as uh, the playoffs noted, you're only going to play seven, eight people. I think depth today in the NBA is having basically a sixth man. If you're a team that has a good sixth man, you're deep. But, but And then you've got good role players that, that can put things together. But um, I, I think there is a, a fragileness with NBA teams today where – uh, you lose that top-end guy, and because you're so top-heavy, you just cannot backfill at all. Um, we are, And I, I think your Raptors are a good point. Um, we saw them lose their top talent in Kawhi, but the rest of their team, they kept together, and then they added to it. So you got a really deep team that lost their best guy, but then turned around and filled in their back end. I think that what makes gambling on these games as we go for the final five games difficult is I think your starters are going to start seeing maybe 15 to 17 minutes a game, and that could be it, maybe 20 minutes a game. So keep an eye on it. There are no super deep teams. You can bet on those super deep teams. There's two that that exist. I don't know if we have that anywhere else, and the Nuggets are down, I think, still three starters, or is it two starters? Right. the Nuggets, they're deep when healthy. But right now, you know, they're still missing Gary Harris. Uh, they're still missing Jamal Murray, and they're still missing Will Barton. And those three guys right there, that accounts for at least 40 points. Yeah, and when we opened the week, you know, uh, when, we, when the NBA gambling opened, I said, hey, this is going to feel like playoff-level intensity. And we got that for the first week. Uh, I really thought the bets were easy. They came fast. They came hard. It was easy to figure out what you wanted to do with them. Um, and it was just a money rake. Yesterday, we see across the board that these top-end teams don't have that back-end depth. And when they sit, there's no one to make up for it. A team like Dallas has no depth even with their starters. So if the other team gets hot and goes on a run like De'Aaron Fox did uh, against them in scoring 28, you know, Dodgers had to score 34 to figure it out in overtime and get it done. I think it's something to keep an eye on. When when these teams start to rest their starters, I think you're going to find a lot of spreads that favor the underdog uh, in, in a more dramatic way because teams don't have anybody to bring up. Their, their seventh, eighth, ninth guys really aren't contributors. They can get hot. I'm not saying they're all capable of getting hot. 
I just think it's something to keep an eye on when you're betting. Um, I think it's safe. I think you really need to keep an eye on the Rockets when it comes to that point that you're making. Uh, yeah. You saw last night James Harden gets in trouble in the third quarter with fouls, and they don't have too much firepower if Harden and, uh, and Westbrook aren't playing or if either of them aren't at their best. So, you know, with a team like Houston, depth is something that you really want to pay attention to. I think there are, I think there are five to seven teams that don't have any depth. And if they lose one of their top two guys, they can lose any single night to any single team. Um, I think, uh, first of all, I think Milwaukee's in that category. Really, when it comes to the East, I only think Milwaukee and Philadelphia fall into that category where if they lose one of their top-end guys, there's no way for them to make it up. Um, now, if Miami loses Butler, they're in the same boat, but they're deep behind him. I'm not going to include Brooklyn, Orlando. They really don't have much going from the get-go. But when you get to the West, the West is so top-heavy. Lakers, Clippers, Denver, Houston, all four of them have two people that they revolve around. And without that, well, not Denver, uh, Lakers, Clippers, Houston, they all, they all each one of them have two people they rely on. Without either one of those two, that team can get beat every single night. Right, and I think you can also say that about the Jazz, the Mavericks, the Thunder. Yes, that that they're all in the if same you boat. Take one of their stars away, it's it's over for them. And so here's the thing: Does Oklahoma City care if they're the sixth seed and get to play Denver, or do they want to play the Clippers? You know, I, I expect them to still climb, but I, I don't. I, you know, how many minutes is Chris Paul going to play? What are you trying to prove? How many minutes is Kawhi Leonard going to play? How many is LeBron James going to play? You know, uh, Harden, Westbrook, I, I don't know where they're at. You could see a lot of volatility, and they don't have anyone behind them. So, shift. We just got to hope that they stay healthy, you know, for the for the product's sake. And, and so I think you're shifting your, your betting strategy here uh, before we take a look at today's games is let me look at the teams that are deep. Avoid, get, avoid teams where I go, oh, the Lakers are playing. Well, they locked up the one seat. What if LeBron plays 18 minutes and AD, and AD plays 22? Do you, you think a team led by Kyle Kuzma is going to beat it? You know, it's Kyle Kuzma, JaVale McGee, Deion Waiters, and uh, you know Dwight Howard. Is that <laughs> you know? If I see that team, I'm assuming I might I might be watching a D League game, you know, or an overseas team. So I don't really know that. Be careful what you bet on here going forward. Don't get caught up in the name. Get, you have to look at the whole entire thing because I don't I don't see a chance. I, I mean, I see a big chance of these teams that have these one top-tier stars pulling them and sitting them, as you saw with the Bucks last night. And then you have a 15-to-1 underdog who walks into a win. So I, I think that's going to exist everywhere. Let's take a look at these bets for today. All right, let's jump into it. Uh, the first thing, let's see, first bet of the day. And, and I'll tell you this. How do you feel about the NBA schedule firing off at 1 o'clock on a weekday? I still think it's great. Everyone's working from home. Like, I think the ratings are doing doing well. Keep it on in the background. I, I, I love it. I love it. Right, right. Like I was saying last episode, I need this going forward. Yeah. I need this to be the new, you know, regular way of doing things. The, the new, the new uh, normal sh- should be this. You can put this on all day. It's not like... You're going to get less views. Put it on. Everyone around the country now that's available at 2.30 is going to put on this game. So we're starting at 2.30 today. We're getting the Grizzlies versus the Jazz. Uh, a absolute positively must-win game for the Grizzlies. Uh, the Jazz are five-point favorites. Um, here's the other thing, though. Have you seen the Jazz look good yet? 
No, no, I have not. They looked good in spurts against the Lakers, but, you know, ultimately Anthony Davis was too much for them. Uh, I don't really like the Jazz. So, not without Bogdanovich. They're really missing him. So this is that's another team where I go, they have no depth. They can't make up for those points missed. Uh, Bogdanovich went out. You go, what are you going to do to get those points back? And they go, we actually don't know. <laughs> we don't have That's anyone right. that can get those points back. And I think they're really struggling with the identity. So Grizzlies, Jazz today, minus five for the Jazz. Personally, I'm taking the Grizzlies plus five because I just think that they're desperate, and I'll take the desperate team plus five. How do you feel? Uh, I don't think that I'm going to bet this game. I, I'm just going to watch this one. But uh, if I were to bet, I, I think I would take the Grizzlies as well. Uh, they lost a tough one last night or two nights ago. Yep. Um, so I, I think, like you said, they need a W. I think they're going to come out and try to get that W. And I haven't really liked how the Jazz have looked in any game. So the same could the same could be said about the Grizzlies. Neither of yeah. these teams have looked particularly good. But like you say, uh, I would rather put my money on the desperate team. Next is Nuggets versus Spurs at 4 o'clock. Spurs are getting three points. Uh, the Spurs have looked good. They've looked the really have looked good. good. The I have, I've had them ready. This is a game I have no interest in betting. You could tell me it's Spurs plus six, Spurs plus one. You know, I, I, they all mean kind of the same to me. Uh, I just, I have no fucking clue what to think of this game. I like to believe it'll be close. The over-under is 226. I see no redemption on this game. Where could someone look for money on this? I mean, the Spurs have been pretty reliable here in the bubble. Uh, they've made me a couple dollars so far in just these three games that they've played. So um, I, I think the Spurs are a safe bet because, like you were saying with the Grizzlies, they're desperate. They have a chance to get to that playing game, and they're trying like hell to get there. You know Pop has them ready. Um so I, the, the Nuggets, as long as they're shorthanded, as long as Barron and Murray are out, uh, I like the other team uh, because they're, while they are deep, they have plenty of quality players. Barron and Murray are some of their top scorers. So, you know, it, it's hard to make that up. Uh, I actually, I think I would take the Spurs plus three here. Next game, Wizards uh, and 76ers. The 76ers are minus 10 and a half. Uh, I... Mm. <laughs> This feels like a trap to me. Uh, every game, look, every game with the Sixers feels like a trap because it's the Sixers. If you look at these two teams on paper and you say they're both going to give it their all, the Sixers should win by 20 to 40 points. Just on average, they'd win by that many. They have that much more talent. But because of the 76ers, and I have no fucking clue which form of the 76ers is going to turn up today... I, I'd love to stay away from this game. If I have to make a bet, I'm going to take Sixers minus 10.5, which should tell everyone out there to take the Wizards on the money line because they'll probably end up winning this game flat out. Uh, but I, I like the Sixers minus 10.5 just from a talent perspective. Now, sure as shit that I've put this out into the universe, uh, I'm going to get some notification five minutes for the game starts that Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons are both the on-minute restrictions, uh, and I won't be able to change my bet in time. Uh, but I, I, I'm going to go with the 76ers minus 10.5. I would not bet on this game because I don't really trust the Sixers. Uh, but uh, Sixers money line, you know, you won't make much money off of that. But, you know, that's the only way I'm touching this. Yeah. You might want to try to parlay them in something. I don't know what their uh, – let me take a look at what their money line is. It's got to be something in the 500s. Uh, 
I want to see what Embiid looks like today because this is one of those matchups where he should end up with 40 points, you know, 22 rebounds, three blocks. This is a game where the Sixers should level the the Wizards. I mean, right, like Embiid and Ben Simmons should be sitting by the fourth quarter. Yeah, and and I think your 10 and a half will be safe by then. Uh, But I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm. I'm going to go, I don't know why I do this to myself. Why the fuck do I do this to myself? I'm going to go to the 76ers. I just can't <laughs> quit them. I just can't quit them. You look at their roster and you go, oh, man, they got Al Horford coming off the bench. I mean, this is a team with some some good vet play on, uh, coming into the second unit. And then, you know, none of that happens ever, ever in a single game they've ever played. But, you know, fuck it. I'm the idiot. Um we have Thunders and Thunder and Laker at six thirty. The Lakers are giving up five and a half. I'm going to take the Thunder plus five and a half. Uh, I don't think that LeBron James and AD both play a majority of minutes in this game. I think they each top out at around twenty two, um, and I think the Thunder late in the game pull it out. So give me the points. I like the Thunder. Yeah, we agree again. Uh, I like this either way, really. Uh, I don't, like you say, I, I don't think LeBron James and AD are going to be play, be playing big minutes uh, tonight or the rest of the way going forward now that they locked up the number one seed. So I like the Thunder plus five and a half. I like yep. them. Okay. I'm probably actually going to put money on that one. Yeah, I like the Thunder a lot there, minus five and a half. Okay, eight o'clock game. We have the Raptors and the Magic. Now, one quick question I want to deviate. Who provides a bigger threat to their conference? The Raptors or the Trailblazers? I think it has to be the Raptors. They're the the defending champions. I know that they're missing Kawhi and Danny Green, but other than those two people, these are the exact same team or the exact same members of the team that won the championship just a year ago. So I think, I mean, even if you look at it, the Raptors had, what, the third best record in the league? So far this season? Yep. No, the Raptors have done very well. I just think that a lot of people count them out. Um, I know, no, like, like you said earlier, the East is wide open. As good as the Milwaukee Bucks have been, and as much as we've talked about how they're a historic pace and they're the number one offense, the number one D, you know, everything that we talk about with Milwaukee, uh, the Raptors are only five games behind them. Does Portland scare you at all as a Laker fan? Yes. Yes, they do. They're the team of all the teams that could make the playoffs that I would least want to see in a first-round matchup uh, because when you have Dame and CJ, the Lakers don't have anything to counter that. No. Like, what are you going to put LeBron James on Dame? That's not going to work out too well. And and it looks like that Melo's buying into a team. team you know, it took 18 years, but finally Melo's going to play as a part Skinny of a team. Mello. I, I got to tell you, I think Portland's playing exceptionally well on all levels, and uh, they're the team I have my eye on because I think they've got a ton of star power to really shake things up, too. Um, right. I, you know, no disrespect to the Trailblazers, but I just think that what the Lakers have is going to be too much for them. So I don't see them making a deep run, whereas with the Raptors, if you told me that the Raptors are going to be playing some the, the Western Conference representative in the finals this year, I wouldn't be shocked. Would you be shocked? No. No. Right. <laughs> I, I mean, um, I, but, but I'll tell you this, I would be more shocked if Portland beat the Lakers. But I, I'd go, when you look at Portland's roster, you go, you know, there's no real reason for you to be fucking down here at the eight seed, bud. Like, I, I don't get... No, that mean they weren't healthy all year. Dame missed time. Nurkic missed almost the whole year. 
Uh, Collins missed time. I get so it. They still, were banged up. Like I don't that. see how the Grizzlies got above you, but they're going to write that wrong. Um, and I think they're going to come in. If, if you were to take them at a healthy team, that's a pretty strong fucking team. So, and week one, the Lakers might not have Rondo back because I think that's who they would use in some defensive alignments. But Rondo, yeah, no, work. I think he's gone until the second round. Second round, he's yep. gone for the first round. Yep. So, uh, you know, I wanted to just quickly touch on that because I think Portland's going to emerge more and more as a threat. Uh, I think the Raptors are going to maintain that. So going back, the Raptors are seven and a half favorites against the Magic. I like the Magic. I think the Magic have a chance to beat up on a lot of little teams. Uh, they're so big, but this is a matchup I don't like at all for them. Um, I'm going to take the Raptors minus seven and a half. Uh, right. I, I don't think I'm going to bet this one. Uh, I think I'm going to sit this one out. Um, quick shout out to the last episode. I think we nailed that Orlando minus two. What They end up winning by 20-something. 20 20-something. 20 yeah, I, I called that out as one of those, you know, hey, there's <laughs> there's some fucking chance here. You know, you could you could make some, some good, good money by going in that 17 to 21 range. So... Right, so shout out to the Magic, but in this matchup yep. right here, I, I I don't think I'm gonna roll with them. Uh, I think I'm gonna roll with the Raptors. The Raptors look like they're taking these games in the bubble very seriously, and I don't think they've clinched the number two seed yet. Uh, I think the Celtics still have a possibility of catching them. So until they're locked into two, I think they're gonna give it everything they've got. So I'd be rolling with the with the Raptors if I were betting my money here. If they win today, I believe they lock in the two seed. So that's another reason for, to to like right, them even so more. Um, yeah, so they they are four and a half games up right now with five to play on Boston. So a win today would push them over because uh, there won't be. The Raptors look good, man. Couldn't you, you could see them winning a seven game series yep. against Milwaukee or no? Yes. Oh yes. I, I I'll be honest. There's a world where the reason why I brought up both those teams is I, I kind of went. Show me a path for them to get to the you know their conference finals, and I could get there on both teams. I think that overcoming AD is is it's not LeBron overcoming AD is going to be the biggest fucking problem. But Portland is designed kind of counter to the Lakers, where what the the where the Lakers have strengths, uh, Portland's all weakness, and where the Lakers have weakness, Portland's all strength. So it's going to be a very interesting yin yang kind of circle. Uh, but, but, you know, the Raptors, if you go, Hey, the Raptors are back in the finals. I go, yeah. Okay. You know, best coach team. Then you'd have to say, Hey, best coach team in the East easily. Uh, and, and really probably who, in the league, honestly, probably in the league. And then who really would you, you know, we, if you're a, you're a star, don't you kind of want to go to Toronto? You know, like, don't you? You should want to. Right. I mean, I don't know how many people are, you know, trying to run up over the border, but. Travel's so easy today. That shit's, that shit's so easy. Um, okay, last game of the schedule. Uh, we have Celtics, Nets. Both teams... Did both teams play yesterday? I know the Nets played yesterday. Uh, the Celtics yep, Nets played... Nets won, Celtics lost. So let me, let, let me put some quick math on this. Uh, Nets win a game. They only win because the Bucks decide they're just not going to play. Um, so they're coming off a very emotional high. The Celtics get ground down by the Heat, and the Heat do that so fucking well, man. <laughs> uh, uh, they just grind you down. Uh, so the Heat displace the Celtics. Nets win. Flipped it today. I'm taking the other side of it. Uh, I like the Celtics to just run away and hide with this one. This might be one that I put a 21 spot on, and the, the Celtics get real healthy. 
The Celtics, they normally look pretty good after a loss, especially after one of those big matchup losses. Yep. So I, I think they're a pretty safe bet here tonight. I don't think that they liked losing to the Heat the way they did yesterday. The Heat pretty much controlled that game from opening tip to the end of the game. Uh, so, yeah, I think they come out here and take out some frustration on the Nets, win by double digits. I could see that. Yeah, and, and just to go... Just, I might buy a point or two, actually, here, if I was here, though, because couldn't you see the Nets making this close for no reason? Uh, So here's... I'm going to tell you, no. Um, And I believe that... The Nets gave it everything they had yesterday to win. Just going into some of the numbers of the Bucks game. Okay, the Bucks were minus 4,160. You'd have to bet that much to win 100 bucks. That's how big of a favorite That's they insane. were. It's insane. Dude, it's insane. 14 to 1 if you bet on the Brooklyn Nets to win. 14.78. But here are the numbers. This is, this is what tells me. And the Nets barely won this game, mind you. Barely won. Giannis played 15 minutes. Middleton played 15 minutes. George Hill played 19 minutes. Lopez played 20. These guys didn't even play half a game. Bledsoe, 18. They didn't even play half a game. Uh, the Bucks had three more players play than Brooklyn had. Um, Williams is getting t- got 22 minutes yesterday. Pat Connington got 17. Ilya Sova got... Th- 23, DiVincenzo got 24. The Bucks didn't set out to even be competitive, and they were. And that's what tells me the, the talent discrepancy between the Nets and everyone else is a cataclysmic drop. So I really like the Celtics to just boat race them. I think the Nets are coming off of a very big high. That was kind of their Super Bowl. When you look at it, you go, well, it wasn't a Super Bowl. It was the third preseason game. <laughs> And all the starters sat. They started the first quarter. They got a good series in. The coach went, break. Everyone sit the fuck down. And that's what we got. So I actually like the other side of it. I like the Celtics to to get back on the bandwagon and, and potentially beat them by 21 plus. That's 7 to 21 range. I'm going to bring that back for tonight. Oh, okay. You're betting big then. I'm betting big. I just... Looking more into why the Nets won, was it the Nets were feisty or was it that Milwaukee just went, so if we lose, what happens? And they go, nothing. And they go, well, if we win, what happens? And they go, nothing. And they go, so the only negative is if a starter gets hurt? And they go, yes. And he goes, all right, fuck it. Uh, <laughs> all right, no right. one's playing. So the Bucks had five starters out and lost by three. That, you know, when do the Bucks play again? It might be worth it to look into betting against them. Yeah, they so, play the Heat on Thursday at four on TNT. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, four o'clock TNT game. Yep, and uh, look, I'm gonna wait for the spread to come out there. But if it's Bucks minus eight, I, I mean, you think the Bucks are gonna play everybody? It, it, now, let me tell you what: if the Bucks come out and play everyone against the Heat. I'll be super confused. I'll have no fucking clue what this team's trying to do. Oh, one day we're not going to play everybody. The next day we're going to play everybody. The next, like, are you trying to stay in game shape? Are you in game shape? Like, I, you know, I, I believe I know where the Bucks are at. They're the one seed. Only thing they can that can have happen to them is they get hurt and they get down. So don't put any of your starters in. Don't put them right. in for long. I mean, the only reason I could see them playing the starters against the Heat is if maybe they want to use it as a measuring stick game. You know, where do we? Where are we at against this team? Because we might see him later. Yep. Uh, but if I'm the Bucks, I sit. You know, I, I sit. Giannis. I don't care. So, so that's another thing for Fanduel. Don't these teams that are already locked up, kind of keep away from them. All right. Any parting thoughts before we get out of here? 
No, I'm really excited to watch the games tonight. Uh, I especially want to see Thunder's Lakers if the Lakers are going to give it, you know, give it their all and really play this game. Uh, if not, then, you know, I'm really just waiting for the playoffs at this point. Yeah, and we are closing in. I think most teams got five games left, so what, what are we, two, three weeks away? And, right. and as we get closer. So, uh, that does it for us. Another episode of the Pick and Play Podcast. We appreciate everyone tuning in. You can find me at Pick and Play 37 on Twitter. You can find Leo at Pick and Scroll. Pick and Scroll. You can find him on Twitter. Uh, we are getting... We, NFL is going to start gearing up in the background here. Uh, NBA full tilt now. We're going to be bringing you our best bets every day on Twitter and then breaking it down through the pod. Thanks for tuning in. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review. Much love.